This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 183. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. Recently, we had our first Languages of London uh, meetup in London, funnily enough, Um it's, um, I think I mentioned this before. I wanted to, like, you know, I live in London, right? And I wanted to create more stuff for language learners in London. So I've started this, this, I don't know, what is it? Organization, maybe? Um, and uh, we are trying to, we've got a bunch of really cool people, um, involved, language fans here locally. And we're trying to, um, well, no, we're not trying. We are creating a community for people that like languages. And we're going to be putting on lots of different events and, uh, meetups and taster sessions and hopefully maybe even language festivals and conferences in, in the future. So, um, we had our first meetup the other, the other week, the other day, depending on when you're listening to this. And we had lots of people come in, must have had like 50 or 60 people, um, come and, um, it was a really great vibe and really exciting because it's the first one. And so there's lots more great stuff to come. So if you're in, if you live in the UK or you visit the UK from time to time and you'd like to, follow the group and get notifications about other events that we have, then go to languagesoflondon.com. That is the address, languagesoflondon.com, and you will, um, I don't know if we've got, if you can sign up to the email list yet, uh, I'm not sure what the status is, but in any event there you'll find links to go to the meetup group and the Facebook group and all that, so you can you can definitely follow along. I would like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show, the company without which I would really struggle to get practice in the various languages that I try to practice, italki. They are a marketplace for teachers all over the world, often with very affordable prices, and if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Today, I want to give my thoughts and reactions to a post that came up in the Fluency Mastermind group, which is my my, my Facebook group um, for you guys. You should join. Go to Facebook and search for Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind and join us. And it's a question that came up from Trisha. Um, I won't give her surname. I, I, I haven't asked her this, actually, but I hope she doesn't mind me addressing this because it was a, a public post after all. And I feel that it really strikes a tone and it touches on a, a subject that many people um, experience. And I think there, it, in many ways, it's a very, very simple solution, but it doesn't always seem like it when you're trapped on the inside. So I'm going to read Trisha's post or part of it just to set the scene. She says, thank you, everyone, for being here and sharing. It really helps me to keep going. Sorry, this is a long post, but I need to share or vent maybe is a better word. Can anyone relate to my frustrations this week? I was also sick, so that didn't help. Number one, language partners who want to text back and forth on WhatsApp, in English mostly, my native language, all day long. Even when I'm at work or sick or should be sleeping. Texting me things like, did you eat breakfast? Or send me a picture of the cake cutting from your daughter's birthday party. These are very, very nice people, but it's too much and doesn't help me learn my target language. I feel like I should have set up parameters for contact from the beginning. Number two. I don't know enough for a conversation, so maybe I should only use paid teachers until I do. I need dialogue exercises, and most language partners aren't interested in doing exercises. 
So far, they've all been at a higher level in English than I am in my target language, and they just want to have real conversations. Number three. I had a lesson today with a teacher whose philosophy about teaching is the exact opposite of mine. She wants to teach me as if I'm a native child in her country surrounded by the language. She wants me to memorize spoken sentences. I need to understand how words and sentences are put together. Her approach is immersion, and mine is grammatical. I know how many people agree with her, but that's not for me, especially with Tamil, where words are very long. Writing and reading are very important to me, and I adore grammar. Okay, there is a fourth one as well, but I, I think it, that's not so related. Now, I don't know if you're listening to this, and I mean, Trisha, maybe you're listening to this. You listen back to, to, your, to your own post, and um, I'd just like you to think for a second about what strikes you about this. Because um, for me, it's very, very clear. You know, I, there's a, a, a thing that's commonly said about email for people that have a lot of email, which is this. Email is simply other people's agenda. All right, whenever you check your email, and many of us check our email multiple times a day, what you're doing is letting other people control your day. It's stuff that other people want from you. Now, if you just use your email for friends, then maybe that's not the case, but certainly if you use email for work, then you'll know what I mean. And, you know, my... What I was kind of screaming in my head as I was reading this from Trisha is like, you are letting other people determine your entire language learning agenda. And I think it, it, what's interesting is that all of the things that you're doing are potentially very, very good and very, very helpful. But the way that they are materializing is not. And so what, what, what I think what at the heart of this is a, is the question of you dictating what you do and you being in control of your learning. So what I'd like to do is go through these three points and just give some some comments on what I what I see is going on and potentially a few solutions because I think each one of these is something that you will relate to in your own learning. So number one, language partners who want to text back and forth on WhatsApp. Now, I know there's lots of WhatsApp language groups. Um, I've been in language groups on, on WeChat, which is a Chinese-based group, and there's also Hello Talk and a few other things. And I think many of you will have done that as well. And um, I don't do it anymore, <laughs> for the most part. And the reason is, is because it's just unfiltered, uncontrolled, notifications all day long, um, everyone kind of out for themselves, usually. Um, and, but, you know, you have at, at some point you've agreed to join this text chat thing either with one person or, or in a group and you feel like you have you know if, if you're a nice person you feel an obligation to to reciprocate right and to um, pay attention and be gracious to others the problem is that not everybody's like that um you know you in this particular example Trisha, you said you've got people who want to text back and forth in english all day long asking you really mundane questions and I think the reality is you've probably got a lot of people around the world who are looking for ways to like extremely motivated, dedicated, want to learn English. And that's fantastic. And WhatsApp group, you know, WhatsApp is worldwide now. You know, you can be, um, it doesn't matter what corner of the earth you're in, you can get free English practice. And some and people are so committed that they um, will 
use this and they'll exploit it and um, potentially also exploit you. And the thing is that you know you're obviously a very considerate person and you want to reply to people. I mean, I'm I'm I I, I behave in a similar way. If I'm if I'm chatting to someone, whether it's somebody on on WhatsApp or somebody that's just kind of messaged me out of the blue on Facebook and asked me a total random question, I feel torn inside if I don't reply. And it's it's a really vicious circle because you end up more kind of preoccupied with behaving well socially than you do actually practicing the language, which is the first, which is the reason that you're there in the first place, right? And this is the thing about these kind of communal language practice activities is you cannot escape the fact that you're you're interacting with other people and you need to be um you need to have certain social graces and and uh language learning usually in these contexts for me at least ends up slipping into the background and you end up spending a lot of time and getting very distracted and not really practicing your your target language now there are exceptions you know, I have had people that I've kind of texted back and forth with who have been super accommodating and really helped me. Um, but that's not happening here in this case. And if you find that, then great. But the first thing that I would do in this case, Trisha, is just simply delete the app. <laughs> like delete the, get out of the conversation, whatever it is. If you need to make your excuses, you say, sorry, I'm really busy. I can't do this anymore. Best of luck with your English and just leave. I, I, I don't see any real benefit to continuing this kind of interaction now it can be difficult to do that because you think well um you know i might learn the old word there is a benefit to it but there's a difference between having something that gives you a marginal benefit and then spending that same time doing something that is extremely focused and productive in your language learning and i you know one of the things i've been thinking about recently um that was actually spawned by a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, which is really great, is that you there is a lot to be said for rejecting anything in your life or in language learning that gives you a marginal benefit because that still sucks up your time and attention. So get rid of anything that is not, that you don't say, yes, this is really, really awesome. And this is really, really helping me. So that's the first one. Number two, Talking about you don't know enough for conversations and maybe you should use paid teachers. My language partners are at a higher level in English than me. It's kind of the same problem, this. Okay. Now, on the podcast, I often talk about how great it is to have language partners, um, whether they be online or face to face or whatever, because they can give you lots of conversation practice and they can be, you know, they, they can help you grow your confidence and, uh, be very mutually beneficial. They can, but often they don't. I've said this many times before with, with language partners, I often have to try, you know, five, six, seven, eight people in order to find one person that really gels with me. I wrote a post recently called the, the worst language exchange ever. And that is a prime example of how terrible language exchanges can be. So, Trisha, you may find somebody, and if you keep going, you will find somebody eventually who's great as a conversation partner. But until that time, knock it on the head. There is no sense in you getting frustrated. And language exchanges that don't go well can lead to immense frustration. And again, the kind of dialogue in your in your head is, well, there is some benefit here. I can learn, so I shouldn't stop it. 
But what my argument here is that my, my argument here is that you should stop it. Anything that doesn't give you a clear benefit, that's clearly productive, knock it on the head. So get rid of your um, your WhatsApp groups. Stop these conversation exchanges, which are not, which are only frustrating you and not being productive. Number three, you had a teacher with uh, a lesson with a teacher who has a totally different philosophy about teaching than mine. Now. Again, I think you can probably see where I'm going with this. You're letting other people dictate where you are, what you're doing, right? You're letting other people decide what you do. And with this teacher, she may be a great teacher. She's not for you, though. And you're very clear about this in your message. You say, I need to do this. Her approach is that. I know it's a good approach, but it's not for me. You're being so clear about this. So knock it on the head. Now, you may reply at this stage well i can't stop doing everything how am i going to practice my my language you can do an awful lot of stuff on your own all right and you maybe in in a situation like this you probably should do a lot of stuff on your own okay i think you, you said somewhere before like you don't know quite enough for a conversation yet that tells me you're still in the very early stages of learning the language and especially at the early stages of learning a language there is an awful lot that you can do just by yourself you know, you could spend time listening and reading. In the last episode, I talked about my conversations project and specifically because that, you know, there's so much you can do just listening and reading by yourself, learning more vocabulary. But whatever it may be, my contention is that with you just sitting down by yourself for an hour of focused study time, doing what you want to do, you are going to make progress in leaps and bounds beyond what you're getting from these kind of random encounters and, and unproductive sessions with other people. Now, obviously, like, in terms of how to study by yourself, there's, this is what we talk about on the podcast, independent learning, right? So I won't get into that here. But I just th- thought it was very, very interesting um, looking at all these different things that you've, that you've mentioned and, and the complaints and the frustrations you've got. You need to trust your instincts, with language learning, I've always felt that when I when I trust my instincts, I listen to my what the voice in my head telling me this is productive. Like this may be hard work, but it's working. Like whenever I have that feeling, I double down on that and I keep doing that. Don't fight losing battles. For a start, there aren't enough hours in the day. But secondly, for every little WhatsApp message you reply to, you're distracting yourself. You're you're depriving yourself of attention and focus for whatever else you're doing in your in your life or in your language learning probably in your life you know if you're working and you're responding to these random whatsapp messages about you know what did you have for breakfast this is not adding value to your life and so if you remember you can learn a lot of stuff by yourself then i would recommend that you have this approach where you stop doing every literally go cold turkey stop doing everything and then slowly start adding in one thing at a time and ask yourself, is this adding value? Is this helping me improve? And if that means that you study by yourself, that's fine. You don't need to be out there talking with people all day long. It can help, but only in the right circumstances. And especially, and this is important, if you're still at the beginner stage, I think you've got a lot more to learn, a lot more to gain by making sure that you're studying well by yourself, growing your vocabulary, improving your comprehension of the language. Because then once you've got all of that, you can then go out and be a more confident speaker and get more out of your time spent speaking the language. 
So I hope that was interesting, useful, maybe some gives you some uh, something to reflect on. If you would like to ask me a question for the podcast, you can. Please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And what we've been talking about today is streamlining, it's focus, it's trying to reduce overwhelming options. And so there's an article that I wrote, um, and it's I think for me it's like one of one of my favorite articles that I've ever written, and it's all about how to use an approach that I call the one thing. So simply focusing on one thing in your language learning with the intended effect of um, reducing overwhelm and making progress by going deep on on one particular study path. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Definitely read that if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed in your language learning. The link for that will be IWillTeachYourLanguage.com ep- uh, episode 183. IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 183. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.